The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Rascal Toscobble, half-elf rogue. And nothing will stop me from killing Chad. It's just not in hard meat. Oh wow. The high off wizard. And I'm invincible. This is Sir Colvick Dykesy. Half orc cleric. And I like my lasagna baked. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team. To do what exactly? To, to kill me? You guys know that I'm a lich, right? I'll, I'll just come back. We're not after money, lich. We're after the chalice in its original condition. There's no sense killing him if he's bound to the chalice because he's just going to come back. How come all these people like you around here? You seem to have a pretty good name for yourself. Well, that's what happens when you're good to people. I'm just going to kind of take his hand off my shoulder. I've never been good with the undead and just walk. You know, I thought for sure this Chad was going to be a grade-A douchebag, and he's just kind of a stand-up guy. Big lady was looking for you, chums. She's uh, in the Whirlpool suite. Big lit, big lady? Oh, uh, what, what does she look like? She's a big lady. Big lady? What <laughs> okay. do you mean, big? I was like, big? Like big, big. Ooh, I want to see. Um, I want to take out the book of foreskins and see what he thinks about that. Put it away! Put it away! Put it away! Put it away! <laughs> <laughs> the secrets to becoming a lich are very carefully guarded. It's just not a thing that anybody would know. Well, I just feel like the more I'm thinking about him, like, just kind of goes in. I'm working for a lich right now. I hate liches. I hate the undead. What am I doing here? As you enter the room, she stands up fairly quickly and she says, Well, tell me what you found out. I assume Chad still lives, such a life as that is. Exude goes on to explain to you with this mighty, mighty roll that... Probably the biggest thing you're going to have to worry about with Chad is that he has um, what are known as shield guardians. Effectively, what a shield guardian is, is it is a, a golem of sorts, but you can, you can use these golems to transfer damage away from yourself. And I'm explaining this mechanically so you guys can understand it easier. But basically, if you try and hurt Chad, the shield guardians are going to take the damage as opposed to Chad, or at least part of it. So killing him versus killing these golems, like she's not exactly sure which is going to be the best strategy to go forward with, but your attacks aren't going to be as effective as you want them to be because he has a way of, well, shedding the damage from himself. See, that's all you got? Um, he's a very powerful 
very powerful magic user. Powerful enough to thwart the will of the gods, as it were. Are there are there any other liches that you know of? Huh. I'm going to say that Exude says she is aware of other liches, but they're not relevant to the conversation right now. Which is a great DM cop-out <laughs> way of saying, I haven't come up with more. Are they common? Not common. Very uncommon. But they live for a really long time. So it's a little bit of the Fermi paradox of like, you know, there's not going to be a ton of them, but they're around long enough that there's, you know, going to be a, a couple at a time, at least. What's their great barrier? Madness. I suppose it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've actually given a lot of thought to this as a tangent off of all of our other tangents. Like, I think it's one of the biggest failings. What well, the fuck? You just gave me that book, Scythe, right? And it was a fascinating and very well-written piece of young adult fiction. I enjoyed it thoroughly. But I don't think that I don't think that we, as mortal human beings with a lifespan sub 100 years, can really conceive of what it would be like to be immortal. Like, think about like, think about when you're you're 10 years old, and you're like, five-year-olds are fucking idiots. And then you're 20 years old, and you're like, 10-year-olds are fucking idiots. And like, and I'm just going on the range of doubling when you're, you know, 20, when you're 40, when you're 80. Like, you just look back at people that are half your age or whatever, and you're like, those people are absolutely shit, fucking idiots. What if you were like a thousand years old, and you're looking back at 500-year-old people like, those idiots don't know what they're about yet? Imagine how conservative they would be. <laughs> well, you, know, you never know like because maybe that's like a loop you know like maybe humans because that is sort of a trend right you live long enough as a person now you tend to become more conservative for a variety of reasons uh some positive some not so positive but like maybe at some point you like tip over that loop again and you're like well shit let's open it all up to new ideas like you know imagine you'd get bored with life and like one of the big indicators of conservative versus liberal is openness to experience and it's like an almost 100% accurate predictor of like whether you're liberal or conservative so maybe that clock ticks over at some point when you're like shit dude it's been 500 years and I haven't seen a fucking new thing in a long time grab that fucking monkey and a pile of cocaine we're getting in the jeep we're going to South America and fucking I don't even know what's gonna happen I'm like fuck some dolphins (laughs) 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 who knows right so like how can we how can we as regular old mortal ass people think of what it would be like to be that old I mean to see especially in the context of like a lich or a vampire or any of that other shit where like it's just you it's not like your whole family comes with you it's not like your friends come with you it's not like your dog comes with you like everybody you've ever known and loved has died probably several times over what like you would eventually would kill yourself but what if you couldn't? What if you had made yourself immortal? Like, very, you did a very good job. You're Holy shit. A very good lich. <laughs> the very good liching team. The very good liching loner. Well, how, old, how old is Melvin at this point? He's 250, 60 some years old. I almost old. feel like, yeah, I'm just a a blip in Melvin's screen right now. That's why he literally doesn't. Like, lazy. It's like, I mean. You're like having a dog. Like, yeah. 
I'm gonna have several of you in my mm -hmm. lifetime. Yeah. At a minimum. And like all my <laughs> just all rolling my, through Colvix like yeah. cliff. All I'm my ideas. <laughs> you like all Colvix think the same way till you're like, no, just wait five years. You'll grow out of this phase. Don't be a dick. Okay. Just hold on. Yeah. Well, right. yeah, I mean, especially because, like, orcs don't even have the lifespan that humans do. Mm -hmm. They're a little bit half, shorter well, half than a half orc, maybe. yeah. But, yeah, you're just like, no, you'll just shut up. <laughs> there, there, dumb, dumb. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, would you get to that point where you're, like, so many old people are, like, well, when you've been around as long as I have, you can have an opinion. Like, <laughs> I know better because I'm an old fucker. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've got socks older than you. How, how does a high elf typically live? Like a thousand years, right? Mm, I think a high elf is five to six hundred years, if I recall. Okay. So I'm like in my prime right now. Uh, you're you're one middle-aged motherfucking elf. You're probably like worse than the worst cow for pollution of the air. So we should extend. We should extinguish wizards. Actually, you're not. You can't fight. Yeah. So. I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm green. <laughs> green Melvin. Friendly to the environment, Melvin. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a weird tangent to go off on, but I've thought about that a bunch because it's been a really weird thing to think about with like the gods in this world with as long as they've been around and the shit that they've seen. Like I've kind of in my own head explained away like parts and bits and pieces of it, but think of what it would be like to exist for thousands of years thousands and thousands of years sounds awesome that's what uh like a lot of these crackpot conspiracy theories like if you listen to alex jones they think that like all of the super rich elites are spending all of their money trying to figure out how to live forever and they think a lot of them are immortal oh really they really think they're immortal i mean they think that like immortal people exist like huh the first immortals might exist they could be now. I don't think science has allowed us before now, but I mean, we know how to like extend life now. I've I haven't died yet. <laughs> Invincible. Invincible. Yeah. Any one of us could be immortal and uh, not even know it. God, I hope I it's don't not think me. I'm immortal. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I knew I was truly immortal, I would try to see how fat I could get. That would be my first priority. You could be like a hundred and nine. You're like, well. About to start now. Mm -hmm. See how fat we can get. And then I would see how quickly I could shed that weight. I mean, I would just do like the Oprah cycle, but on a really long timeline. Yeah. Do you think you could just get like, like the size of a house? What's the fattest human that ever lived? Ugh. I think it's, oh, that's pretty big. Yeah. A thousand pounds. Oh, I think it's more. I feel like it's more. Imagine being a thousand pound person. Uh, maybe not. I feel like it's like 700 to a thousand pounds. I just broke 165. <laughs> <laughs> Fattest human ever, John Brower Minock. Oh my God, fourteen hundred pounds. Well, that's how you got that fat chewing on those power cables. <laughs> that was one of the best worst jokes I've ever made. And. That's about it. That's about the most useful tip that, uh, or tips rather, that Exute has to share with you about Chad. I mean, one of the things about this that I think I've pointed out once or twice is that, like, the gods themselves haven't been able to access Chad's kingdom directly. Like, they are, the, the magic that they use, the power that they have is effectively cut off at the edge of the border of Peripio. 
and they don't really know how, but they just can't see into there or be in there or whatever. So gives you a pretty good idea of this guy and his power, etc. So the bits and pieces of information they have, I mean, this is like deep and dark behind the red curtain kind of shit for them. Like secondhand tales from spies and liars are all they have. I was just asking about other liches. Maybe we could pay another lich to go kill this lich. Lich fights? Yeah. Anyway. Lich, lich, lich. Well, thank you, Exude. Um, I guess we'll, we're going to... We'll uh, take it from here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, and the, the last thing about this conversation, now that she is on board with you guys doing this, she agrees that she will, to get this over with sooner, transport you to uh, where this meteorite is. Ooh. It was interesting that Exude or uh, Haya was able to uh, use the magic bracer to find that mace. I was thinking about that inside the field. Well, the power... There's an explanation beyond to that that I can't give you right now. But there is an explanation to that. Alright. And you, you still have your word of recall set for this tavern, right? No, I never set it for this tavern. Oh, it has to be a temple in the town of King Kingsbury. Oh. It doesn't have to be, but that's where it is right now. Mm -hmm. It does have to be a temple. Yeah, of Hiaya. Oh. And I'm not sure if they would have one here. I mean, I guess going to ask if there's something in the barn or something. Maybe you should ask, can you make one? Yeah, but do you, we really want to be stuck in this area if something goes south? Or do we want to be far away as possible? Well, I was just thinking, we, we're definitely going to have to come back here. Fly, fly away. So, just to travel back to Chad's, because no matter what, Exude can't transport us back to Chad. We're going to have to figure out something from here most likely so just an idea right right i would say i mean the only way i had if is that if something like really goes south we'd have to still we'd be teleported back here which would be pretty close into chad's domain roscoe what else <laughs> no fucks to give as long as there's I mean, shit if, to kill and a if you drink want to I be can, uh, find a barn around here and see what we can do find a what I don't know. I was thinking of like. Did you say find a barn? Yeah, I mean, what I'm. What I mean, is, whatever you want to do in a barn, man. Is like, <laughs> well, where else would Hiya we'll be? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta uh, uh, consecrate this temple. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, um, is there a spot? I should go into the tavern and ask. Is there a spot for Temple of Hiya around here, or have they heard of Hiya? I have this dice in my hand ready for you to ask that question. Let's say that on a 14 or above, there's a Temple of Hiaea in this town. 14. Praise oh. Jabus. <laughs> Crazy Praise is that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get your gods straight. Uh, so yeah, there happens to be, say on a 14, that's kind of a, the low end of the roll. So you don't find a full-on temple. But what they are able to point you towards is just towards the edge of town, conveniently on the far side of Periprio from, uh, from this town, you find a little shrine. It's about four feet tall. It's sort of a, what would you call that? A, the, the cut in half hemisphere, the quarter sphere. I don't know what the fuck ever, like coming out of the ground. And it's just some very rudimentary symbols of Hiaea and, and like the nature and chaos sort of stuff there. Uh, it's very, very old, very worn down by the weather, but there's this just like little shrine on the side of the road and it is of sufficient 
I don't fucking know. Faith power, whatever you. <laughs> Feel, feeling a lot of faith power around here. You faith could, power uh, plus one. So you could. It is. It is sufficient that you could turn this into your word of recall. Feel it deep in your plums. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of faith power in my plums. We go to my faith power sanctuary, and we redirect this uh, this spell. To have this be the meeting spot if word of recall is to be said. And I also like to thank Hyair for the sweet, sweet new mace that I have. Word. So, it's going to take you some time, because that's a ritual that takes you a little bit of time to cast, right? Mm-hmm. And we're getting on early evening. Exudes uh, got some other things she's got to handle. And so, before you go out to do this, she basically says... You guys figure out what you need to do, stock up, resupply, blah, blah, blah. I'll come back tomorrow morning, and we'll figure out where we're going from here. Uh, we? What do you mean? Like, are you coming with us? Oh, she's going to take you there. Like, she's going to teleport you to the next place. Okay. Well, if you decide, I mean, you could just roam through the wilderness like, uh... No, I mean, teleporting's cool. I was wondering if she was actually just going to tag along on our adventure or something. That's what I was asking. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna out of game say that the DM playing a character in the party, I've always been a little uncomfortable with that, so even if that was a thing that was gonna happen, I'm not gonna do it. Fair enough. So, just to take away any expectation of you guys having Exude tag along through the actual part of it, so. Alright. So Exude is going to bring you guys to your next destination, but she says, you know, we haven't really visited, you know, in a, in a week or two with, uh, with, well, everybody that you left behind. Would you guys like to stop in Yasya and we'll catch up with uh, Kolvik? You could see your parents and uh, you guys could all see Grace and Starfish is there too. Yeah, probably should, huh? Yeah. Grace is there? Grace is there. She's been watching. Well, she hasn't been, but that's where Grace was uh, uh, taken to for, well, for reasons. Oh, sure. I'd be really ecstatic about this. Actually, very ecstatic. I mean, that's where everything that I hold dear is. So, yes. Cool. So, Exude uh, snaps her fingers and brings all of you to the magical land of Yasya. It's not really a magical land. I guess technically it is like basically pure magic. But anyway, so she brings you guys there, <laughs> and uh, she like uh, you guys are in like sort of that central courtyard area. If you remember, I described it as like there's like a central area where uh, it's more or less like a neutral ground, and then each of the gods and goddesses have their little domain sort of off to the side of that. So you guys are in that central neutral-ish area. And she flags down some of the people that are, are there and sends them off essentially as like messengers to, to go gather up your people. Uh, she goes on to explain that, um, oh, I can't I remember his name now. Uh, your housekeeper guy. Jim? Perkins. Perkins. How could you forget Perkins? Because it's been like 40 episodes since we've mentioned him. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you remember what Perkins sounds like? Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> but Perkins Perkins is unfortunately not here 
Oh, like you have cancer or something. Oh, <laughs> 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 then we all laugh. He's not present. He must have cancer. <laughs> it only makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And that's why we don't get more money. <laughs> no, Perkins, uh, Perkins broke his leg and is unable to care for... Uh, is unable to care for Grace, so she's been uh, up here in Yasya, hanging out with actually one of the other gods. And uh, so these people go off to, to go fetch people, and the first people to come back are actually uh, from Haya's domain, uh, is Kolvik's parents, where they have been uh, hanging out for these past couple of, uh, I suppose it would probably be almost months at this point? Jesus, what are you doing in a magical wonderland for months? I don't know. So, is this the first time my parents have met um, Hiaya at this point? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so they'd probably be super stoked to see me as I brought them to Hiaya. Yeah? Kind of thing. So, I mean, I would actually ask them, is it everything you ever thought? I, I think that they are they are pretty darn ecstatic. Um, they're basically like, you know, retired in heaven now. Yeah. Um, living and working with uh, Hiaya. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to see what you thought. What would what would your parents do? Because we said your mom is the orc and your dad is the human. Yeah. Um, like, have we established any real detail about these two? Um, I th- we have, yeah. We said mom kind of abandoned her orchard and met with my dad and they kind of went in seclusion. I think that's what we went mm-hmm. into from there. Is that what you call a group of orcs? A herd of orcs? <laughs> Pictured about roaming out in the field. I mean, that's, planes. that's kind of what it is. I mean, you kind of get random bands. They're not like necessarily bad or anything. They're just kind of a, a group of sure. individuals who believe almost a cult of orcs. A cult of orcs? Or a parliament. A parliament. Oh, yeah. A parliament of orcs. I like parliament. A parliament of orcs. There's a wild parliament of orcs out in that field. Mm-hmm. Debate has been going on for many ways. So, cool. cool. Yeah. Have we we've never met them though, like in in game anyway? Because I was thinking I was thinking about this before setting this up. I was like, shit, I've never really done an accent for these, and no. I wanted to go super gruff for mom, and then like old Jewish man for your dad. <laughs> that seemed like the Kolvik. Good. <laughs> Hi, mom. Oh, Kolvik. It seems like you're doing very well. I get a re- I get very nervous that you're out adventuring. Well, you're going that, that route, huh? <laughs> Not like oh, wait, Bernie yeah. Sanders or Larry David. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, kind of Larry David in, in particular. Mm-hmm. It's okay, Mom and Dad. Everything's going great out there. Just risking my life every day. So Do the, good things. So you're, you're, So what's happening here? Your parents are alive? Yeah, they, okay. they were being held with Haya up in Yasia. Okay, but again, like, what kind of... Like, what are they doing here? Like, get up in the morning and then... Just jerk it. <laughs> <laughs> just get up and. I mean, I feel like that they're. I mean, because they'd be, you know, not old, old, but they'd oh. be, they'd be up there. So maybe, you know, they're just up here like tending garden and they'd be like our age. Kolvik's young, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> well, Kolvik is the youngest of their. How many do we say? Like five children. Oh. Multiple, yeah, four or five. Most of them. His parents are probably like mid-50s. But yeah, I mean, they're just kind of 
doing whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Worshipping. Worshipping, yeah. That'd still be, I mean, that'd be kind of awkward. You're like, oh, hi, hi. Start getting <laughs> on the knees and start bowing. and Genuflecting. Genuflecting. And I wonder if they would kind of relax on the worship part because I kind of buddy-buddy with them now. So now they're just being cool and coy about everything. Do, do you suppose worship would become more casual over time if, like, your god or deity was right there? Oh, yeah. Hey, god, you're pretty great. Hey, thanks, man. Mm-hmm. High hey. five. They haven't met my adventuring friend, so... I suppose not, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you guys never took the time to go out to the farm or anything like that. I think we talked about doing it, like, episode 17 or something like that, but we never actually did, so... Right. So I would introduce Roscoe and Melvin, and uh, I think everybody would kind of just chat and see what's going on. Sure, sure. I feel like uh, I feel like uh, Dad's maybe, like, sizing everybody up and, you know, just kind of, like, making pleasant small talk and... I think mom is mom's probably less impressed with Melvin, you know, just as a magic user, and she's a little more uh, a little more warrior side of things, and maybe a little more impressed with uh, with Roscoe. Maybe Dad's more so impressed would, with with Melvin. How would mom uh, uh, mom and Dad are they clerics as well? I don't think that they're clerics because that implies like a specific like you're channeling divine okay. energy. Um, but they, they're fairly devout people. Okay. I would say, how would they feel about me working with a lich at this point? I mean, I guess they don't know. Maybe I'm leaving that part out. Uh, it's up to you if you wanted to say something to them about yeah, it. No, I wouldn't. No, I think I'm just going to kind of keep it vague so they're not worried about it. Also, so they don't get in my business. Do we know to keep our apps shut about it? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just think at this point, I'd be almost... Yeah, I'd be embarrassed about saying, yeah, I met a lich and I'm helping him out for whatever, even oh, for the good of the world. Say. Yeah, exactly. For the good of the world. I don't think I'd say anything myself. I'm like, we're doing some very important tasks. Yeah, mom would be like, mm, also worked with leeches. Should we call you mom and dad or? All in the family here. Oh man, that's what I should have done is like an Archie Bunker for the, for the dad. That's not a relevant reference anymore though. Nobody knows Archie Bunker. <laughs> that's Mr. Darkseed to you. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Darkseed. Mr. Darkseed. Call Gary. Gary Darkseed here. Gary Darkseed. <laughs> what was what was the the other guy's name? Uh, infinite timelines and some of them Beth remarries. <laughs> what was his fucking name? Oh, uh, was it Gary? Probably sounds. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter. S- sleepy Gary. Sleepy Gary, that's what I'm thinking of. I did just rewatch that one. Sleepy Gary. Sleepy Gary. Yeah, you know, they're, uh, you guys make some pleasant small talk and chat about things. I mean, they're, they're really, uh, they're really happy. They're really grateful to you, um, that you introduced them basically to their goddess who, uh, has taken them up here to take care of them. They've been happy to be in paradise and, uh, not have to really work very hard or, Really crazy. Now that all their kids are gone, you know, they're just what are they here to enjoy a nice quiet life. What do you do for money up here? You don't have to worry about that, I wouldn't think. No. Yeah. No need to worry about money. How do you how do you pay for your food? I don't think you need to pay for your health care. <laughs> how do you get health insurance up here? <laughs> so what's what? dental like? <laughs> what's that deductible? Yes, you just moved to a single payer system. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's. I mean, these are you know divine entities, and they're. Uh, I mean, is this heaven? Like, what are we talking about here? This feels like it's just like. Uh, depends on your definition of heaven. Can you? Just, I thought Grace was with her grandma, learning how to be a skin skin changer. 
actually, the last time you guys left, she was with um, Perkins. He was taking care of her in town. There was talk about letting her go stay with her grandma, but I don't think we ever actually committed to that. I mean, I can't keep track of every stinking detail in this world. I just think it's weird that we're just, like, visiting this magical place, and then there's just people that are just, like, living here temporarily. Like, that's... that's, Permanently. That would suck to... Well, I mean, so... I guess, do you have to die to be here, or...? No. You guys are here. It would suck just to be here for, like, six months, and I'm like, well, you're gonna have to go back. (laughs) (laughs) Where people dump their shit in the streets and murder each other. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do you just poop off the end of a cloud or something? And like, <laughs> oh, we don't have to poop anymore. Oh, just everyone's nobody not. poops and everybody has a poop. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine like we'd be going up, my parents would be coming in, and like Larduna would be jumping in my arms. Oh yeah, yeah, like, for sure. Oh, I forgot about Larduna. Yeah. yeah, she's definitely here too. Man, I almost feel like I want to. Man, this lich guy sucks. I don't think I want to leave. Later, guys. <laughs> and that was the last episode Colvick was on the show. <laughs> yeah, so you've got uh, you got Larduna there, and there's a lot of squeals of joy from Larduna. And uh, and then shortly after this, uh, after you guys have had some time to sit down and bond and chit chat, then uh, approaching is a god that you have not met yet. Howdy VGAT fans, thanks for coming back for another week. I'd like to take this week to remind all of you that we love getting reviews on iTunes. The powers that be see fit to put us in front of more eyes every time we get a new review, so that's helpful for spreading us around. We also have a Twitter account you can follow, which is at VGA Team. We don't post a ton of stuff on there, but we do like to use it as a way of letting you know about news about the show. There's been the occasional rare instance where we've had hiccups in production or distribution, and, well, that's where you're likely to find news of that. We typically put that up on the Facebook page, too. If you want to help support the show directly, we do have a Patreon. That helps pay the production costs and all that fun stuff, as well as for the work we've been doing a lot more of lately, which is commissioning artists for work related to the show. We've had four different things done so far, and you can find all of those on our website. Speaking of our website, did you know we have a website? Well, in case you didn't know, we have a website. It's thevgat.com. T-H-E-V-G-A-T dot com. You can find links to all the places to subscribe there, our social media, places to donate, and of course, that lovely, lovely aforementioned artwork. A gigantic thank you this week to each and every one of you who hears these words. We're grateful to everyone who has supported us through Patreon, Ko-fi, leaving reviews, or just listening. And by listening, I don't just mean the folks who've been with us, I also mean those of you who might just be randomly checking us out this episode. So if you're one of those people who's just randomly checking us out, hey there. You see anything you like? I know I do. And you know what I like to see? Us getting back into the episode. This god is Bumu. Bumu is um, seven feet tall, like Exute. Is very, again, like Olympian perfection, uh, well-muscled and all of that. 
And Bumu's skin is opal veined with iron. So it's a very striking, I think, image. And Bumu has with him Grace and Starfish the wolf. And Starfish catches scent of Melvin on the air and comes dashing over and is, you know, all excited dog-like behavior, a lot of tail wagging and heavy breathing and all the rest of the fun stuff that canines do when their owner returns. And Grace comes running over to Roscoe and and, uh, jumps up for a big hug from you. Hi, Gracie. Hey, Roscoe. I don't know. (laughs) Hello, Roscoe Toscobble. (laughs) (laughs) How have you been? Have you been working on your uh, shape-shifting? Oh, yeah, I've been working on that. I've been working on my knife stuff, and I've been training starfish. How good are you getting? Can I see some of it? Uh, so she like she kind of steps back from you, and you can see her do like like when a little kid's trying to like concentrate on like a thought or a poop or something like that, and they're like, Arr! and she like pops into uh, pops into like an eagle. Oh, outstanding! Huzzah! Cool. And not only does she turn into an eagle, but she can actually fly as that eagle now. So she kind of like zips around and makes a loop or two, and then. Has like a maybe a maybe not so elegant landing, kind of stumbles a little, a little bit on the landing, but like flips back into a little girl and and is like you know ecstatic to have shown off to you. Like, what have you been doing? What have you been doing? Well, you know, killing monsters. <laughs> She's like, oh, what did what did you kill? What did you kill? We killed some goblins and some demons, some war clowns. Dragons. Dragons. <clears throat> oh my god, you killed a dragon? Two Ooh. of them. Two dragons? You killed two dragons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got their buttholes right here. I don't think <laughs> they took their buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to make another belt? <laughs> it might make you a dagger out of their teeth. Oh, her eyes, like, there's like barely space on her head for how wide her eyes go when you say that. You just keep practicing. She pulls out the little deer uh, deer antler knife that you gave her, and she's like, kind of flicking it around and <laughs> <laughs> pretend stabby stabbing. If you're good, I'll give you this knife to play with. <laughs> <laughs> if you're good with that knife, I'll give you a better knife. <laughs> and she looks over at Melvin, and she's like, "Oh, oh, Melvin, Melvin, watch this!" And she looks at uh, she looks at Starfish, and is like, "Starfish, sit." And Starfish sits, you know, like, looks at her right away and, like, really attentively turns and sits. She's like, okay, Starfish, lay down. And she's doing, like, the hand signals and everything, and Starfish lays down. And then she points at Bumu, and she's like, Starfish, kill! And Starfish gets up and fucking runs pell-mell at, uh, at Bumu. And Bumu, like, sticks his arm out to defend himself, and uh, Starfish, like, jumps up and latches on, like, around the, uh, the fucking... Why can't I think of the name of that? Forearm? The forearm, thank you. I was going to say the upper wrist. <laughs> <laughs> the the upper, upper wrist. wrist. <laughs> I'm the taking anatomy elbow. classes. <laughs> the upper wrist, lower elbow area of the body. Uh, so Starfish, like, jumps up and latches on and is doing, like, you ever you ever have a dog where you're playing, like, tug-of-war with them and you pick them up off the <laughs> ground and they're, like, passing <laughs> and swinging around? <laughs> He's doing that, and Boomoo is just like, ho-ho-ho-ho-ho-ho-ho. <laughs> 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 so Boomoo is an oaf then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
like Boomer's like trying to pet, you know, Starfish while he's grabbing onto his arm. It's not doing any damage. I mean, the guy's skin is like pretty, uh, pretty invincible almost, and um, like kind of shakes. And then Grace is like, "Okay, heal!" And Starfish lets go and comes running back and like sits down next to Grace. Very nice, Grace. Who's your friend? And she's, "Oh, this is Boomo. He's so nice." And Boomo comes walking over and like. Hello. Oh, hey, Boomer. Hello. <laughs> I said, I said hi. Hello. <laughs> Looks over at Kovic. Hello. It's kind of waves at each of you as he's doing it. Boomer, can, can you tell us how many of us there are? <laughs> <laughs> Three ones of you. <laughs> I was wondering if he was like a Hodor or something. No, he's, he's got other words. His name's Hello. <laughs> <laughs> he comes over, boo-boo. <laughs> Boomer. So what are you uh, the god of? Boomer, god of order. Of order? Mm-hmm. Everything in nice row. <laughs> I thought maybe of ordering food. Or... <laughs> no, no. God of order and machine. It's because there's such a mental titan in charge of order. <laughs> <laughs> He gives you, like, a kind of a quizzical look when you say that at first. But then he, like, kind of hunkers down and, like, starts playing with uh, Starfish, and Starfish plays back with him. And for some reason, I thought you were going to say he starts playing with cars. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's just banging them together. He's <laughs> going, bang, 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 bang. So I would actually look to Melvin. I would ask him, can you make Starfish do that? I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen Starfish. Hey, did we establish, is Starfish a boy or girl? I feel like we ask this every time. I think we established you didn't look under the undercarriage, or maybe you did. I remember that undercarriage I, being used. I feel like we established Starfish as a, as a male, but I'm not certain about that. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, just because he can do all these cool, maybe, does he just listen to Grace now, or? I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen Starfish. Starfish definitely recognizes you. Right. Mm. But I obviously haven't been the one that's been training Starfish or feeding Starfish and probably really haven't been around. So I feel like Starfish has probably bonded more to Gracie than maybe has ever to me. Exuda's with us currently, right? Yes. I kind of want to have a word under my breath with Exude. Okay. Exude, what's what's Boomoo's deal? Um, She looks at you and says, "Uh, what do you mean? He's kind of slow. Well, also, what's he doing hanging out with you and Paya? Like, did you say Paya? Not a Paya. That's a very delicious dish. I just pictured like three people sitting around, two people sitting around a table with a fucking fruit. What are you? Hey, why are you hanging around with that Paya? What is it? Wait, what is paella? I thought paella was a fruit. Uh, uh, is it a dish? Yeah, it's like a like a skillet dish, kind of like a I don't know, like seafood and like a bunch of stuff mixed together. Oh, weird. I wonder. I'm thinking of something completely different. Paella. I looked up opals when you described a skin. There's like a million different things that opals look like. Yeah, this is what a paella is. Oh, well, that looks delicious. Bunch oh, yeah. of shrimp and stuff like that. Oh, I kind of want some paella. Yeah, <laughs> I love me some shrimp. <laughs> We're going to get some of that paella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she, you know, she says, yeah, he's a, you know, he's a little slow, but he's, well, among the gods that are here, we all kind of fall in different 
sides of different things, but, you know, there are those of us who would like to see balance restored to the world, and uh, that's, uh, you know, these are some of the people that are on that team. Haya agrees with me, and Bumu agrees with me that we should balance the, the force of life on this world. All right. Fair enough. Good deal. I feel like Boom is the god of, like, anal retentiveness or something. Like, <laughs> just walking around straightening, straightening things. everything. Must be in order. Must be in order. Everything must be in order. <laughs> this world is not in order. Yeah. Straighten things out. and Like, you go into his office and he's got, like, a bunch of pencils in a row that they're all sharpened to the same length. And... <laughs> Weird. God of OCD. I'd almost be curious what order means to Bumu, since he is kind of the god of order. And I'd actually ask him that, like, because we haven't really met with Bumu at all. I said, what is your grand scheme of this whole thing? Just kind of curious, what is going on with him? Yeah, that's a good question, like, order, law and order. Because it almost sounds like Detective Jerry Briscoe. He's always finding bodies in parks when he's jogging. Yeah, because, I mean, order just doesn't make sense in this world if there's one chalice and there's one place growing and there's a whole other desolate area. That doesn't seem like too much order to me. Yeah, Bumu. <laughs> well, Bumu, if you recall from that other conversation, he was advocating for balance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things grow, sometimes they shrink. That's okay. Just can't let it go too long. Hmm. Sometimes plant grows, sometimes you cut down plant. <laughs> it's- very insightful, Boomo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. And I like to cut a Boomo's jig. Jib. 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 Okay. I'll ponder what he says. Maybe begrudgingly. Seems but. like a pretty relaxed dude. Yeah, Boomo's pretty chill. Boomo is not only chill, but uh, you can tell as you guys are kind of like, you know, hanging out with everybody and going back and forth between chat and hanging out with different groups that Bumu is Grace is very fond of Bumu and Bumu is very fond of Grace. Okay. Um they play and you know for being this 7 foot tall like chunk of granite essentially, well not granite but you know this massive uh terrifically strong being, you know, Grace is not afraid of him. Grace is very comfortable with him and they're playing together and having a good time and you know, he's very careful you can tell with her and Okay. Yeah. He's a, he's a swell guy. Swell god. He's swole. He's a swole, swell god. He's a swole, swell. Swolled. Anything else that you guys wanted to uh, do or establish or conversate about while you're, while you're here? Nope. Nope, I'm just grasping oh. a little concept of emotion up here. Actually, very, just very happy to be around the people I love, and that's kind of what I was doing this whole thing for. Make sure my family was safe. They're safe. Mm-hmm. Make sure Laiduna is safe. He's safe. Horse is safe. Pretty content up here. Mm-hmm. Not really even thinking about our task at hand, actually. Nice. Something occurs to me. There's, what, 12 gods? There are. And only three of them are for order? Or are there others that are just not currently here? There are others that are also for order. Not all of them participate in this sort of thing. Some of them consider this more beneath the realm of the immortals, but... Okay. I'm curious how Perkins is doing. I already broke his leg. Oh, he's he's healing up. He's he's back at home, and we go and check on him once a day and make sure he's got food and that he's tidied up, and he should be healed in a few weeks. Good. And where is home? He, so he is, Perkins is still living back in Andon, 
and he he had his own place if you remember all the way back from the beginning we talked about that he didn't ever actually live in um the very good adventuring team's headquarters right he just you know showed up in the morning and unlocked and locked up at night and went home so i mean who's checking on him because everybody we left like andon right Mm -hmm. so who's like actually looking after him Oh, like um, Exute or Bumu or Haya will go with Grace and check in on him and oh, okay. make sure he's doing Great. good. Like a meal chain for... <laughs> like a Meals on Wheels. For... Me- mm-hmm. Meals for Wheels, because he's on Wheeltron now. Oh, <laughs> Meals for Wheels. <laughs> but yeah, every, everything is uh, safe and in order and all the rest of those things. I, uh, I feel like as a DM, it's my obligation to either make sure all of your loved ones are safe or it directly and immediately threatened and right now uh, everybody's safe and happy Woo! that's good to know that's always the like every fucking character ever is like so what's your character you know what's their backstory who are the friends like i'm an orphan i don't have any friends <laughs> loner Why, my parents it? were killed when i was like six months old my next character is gonna be i have like 300 friends and <laughs> from a huge Catholic family. <laughs> I actually get along with everyone pretty well. Well, it's like, it's always the thing. It's like, I don't want to give the DM any ammo for, like, you know, people to hold against me. Like, well, yeah, you know, that is a pretty common trope and thing that happens. But, like, fucking everybody that plays D&D is a goddamn orphan. It's crazy. And I'm just as guilty, man. I have half the characters I've made, like, uh, I was abandoned in the woods as a, <laughs> as a child and uh, raised by grizzly bears. And, uh, and a weird... <laughs> panther but that's how i came to follow the way of the bear as a monk <laughs> I, was, I was raised by bears <laughs> that's why i only speak bear <laughs> one of my beds was too small the other one was too large nice i, I want to my next character is going to be raised by ga- uh, by bears but it's just going to be all hairy gay men <laughs> <laughs> i was found in the woods and raised by bears <laughs> they were the nicest guys ever <laughs> Gary the bear, Kevin the bear, <laughs> and sexy Steve. Sexy Steve. <laughs> Trying to think, of, who's that guy that invented OxyClean? Uh, uh, Billy Mays. Yeah, you're just raised by a bunch of Billy Mays. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's really charismatic. Does a lot of cocaine. Billy Mays here. Billy Mays here. Is so, yeah, there anything else? Uh, anything else you guys wanted to? Talk about, establish, etc., etc., etc. You got any weapons or armor or anything on this god plane that could help us out? That is an important plot hole that I had not thought to fill before uh, you guys showed up here. Let's just say no for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> of course, okay. there probably is super cool shit here. I don't know why I didn't think about that, but... Uh, it's all... It's all Thoi type stuff, which we really can't handle. Yeah, oh. you guys are walking through the, what the fuck, that hallway where they had the... the eternal the, Flame and the, the Tesseract vault. and, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Vault and, like, all this cool stuff. We can't handle it, but there's yeah. cool stuff here. <laughs> Power beyond your mere mortal hands. Mm-hmm. Bummer. I would actually ask if they can give us a hand, uh, well, Exude, because I wouldn't want to tell everybody else we're working with this old dirty lich. Chad, mm-hmm. if there's a way she can give us a hand to find this asteroid. Oh yeah, that's uh, she. I should have been more clear about this. My apologies. She brought you here as a pit stop on the way to uh, where the meteorite is. So that's your that's your next stop. She's gonna drop you off in that town. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. All right, Grace, can I have a hug? 
She runs over and gives you a, a, a very, very tight squeeze, and, and she whispers, Be safe. I'll try. All right, hi. Can I get a hug? Hi. <laughs> comes over and uh, and very delicately wraps her arms around you and gives you a gentle hug and a little kiss on the forehead. Oh, oh. I bet you're all boned up. <laughs> no, I melt like a child. Mom's hand. Right into her boobs. It's going to make it weird. <laughs> We're on a god plane. And these hugging and kissing sexy goddesses. It's already weird. I haven't kissed her. <laughs> She kissed me on the forehead. That's mm-hmm. fair. Melvin, anybody you want to hug from? You do, if you wanted to, you could bring Starfish with you from here, but if you want to leave uh, leave him with Grace. We could do that. We could see if uh, Starfish is ready for his first adventure. Ready for combat deployment? Deploy Starfish. So Starfish is a male? How do you just go with they? I'm bringing Lyduna, by the way. Yeah. Yep. Totally pick him up. Was it? It was a small pig. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, I guess I don't know how fast pigs grow. So we've established a little bit about starfish's age. That starfish would now be at the point where they would be independently able to act independently and whatnot, which I believe is like around the six or nine month age. Oh yeah. For wolves. So let's just let's just call starfish about a year old at this point. Okay. And is able to, you know, is like a fully grown wolf, et cetera. Uh, Larduna, we never really talked about age too much, but let's say is like approaching adulthood. All right. I'm going to make myself up an old pig sling and what, keep her on my side. Pig what, sling? Yep. I got a pig sling. <laughs> what kind of tricks can Larduna do? Turn um, into bacon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Larduna, bacon. <laughs> That's terrible. I feel like I feel like I would want to almost train Larduna with her good scent to smell out undead things. Ooh, as a cleric, very good. And so I can like set her on the ground, smell the undead, smell it. Shit, it's like finding truffles, but finding dead bodies. Exactly. Well, uh, yeah, I guess so. It'd be finding, it'd be finding dead bodies and Corpse undead. Egg. Corpse pig. That's a good metal band name. Corpse pig. Corpse pig. Yeah, it is. Yeah, she could be a. That'll be the next band in the next tavern. Corpse pig. Corpse pig. Corpse pig. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Corpse pig. Corpse pig. You may pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> That's really good. That was great. Corpse pig. Dude, I, so I looked up, I wanted to find the Wikipedia page for pigs because I just wanted to see what their age and, you know, that kind of shit was like. The bohemian bearded pig at the London Zoo picture, like, this thing is vicious looking. Like, that's the stuff of fucking nightmares, man. Ugh. Oh my yeah. god. Like, look at that face. That's just... is, is that hairy? Is that a hairy? Like a, yeah. It kind of looks cuddly, but it kind of... Like, any cuddling it's going to do with you is involuntary on your part. Speaking of metal bands, I was just listening to something about the electric chair. When they started using the electric chair, like people weren't sure about it. It was in New York. So they started something called the Electric Death Commission. That's Dude! Outstanding band name. That is a fucking hella band name. The Electric Death Commission? Mm-hmm. That's weird. If we were going to do anything like Death Clock, that would be it. The Electric Death Commission. Holy shit, is that... That's a 
super big missed opportunity EDC, for every metal band the EDCs. ever. EDCs. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing tonight? I'm going to the fucking EDC show, man. I like your death corner. That's way cooler than ELO. Yeah. But if we made that band, it would be my dream to open for ELO. EDC opens ELO. I would write them a letter every day. Can we open for you guys? Attached is our demo tape. Also, did you guys know that around 1 billion individual domestic pigs are alive at any given time? Really? I believe it. Yeah. Just in the United States? No, that's all over. That's all over. One billion pigs. With around one billion individuals alive at any time, the domestic pig is among the most populous large mammals in the world. Wow. Pigs are omnivores and consume a wide range of food. Pigs are biologically similar to humans and thus are frequently used for human medical research. Isn't it weird that Ooh. pigs are so close to humans and then they're still like our number one food? <laughs> It'd be the other way if the pigs could do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But doesn't that strike you as a little weird? Like, why is cannibalism bad? Riddle me that. Because it, it, it makes people go crazy. Yeah, Immorality is a construct. Really it's bad for you. Why don't is it eat bad their brains. What? Why? Like, bad for you, like, your mental health? Or? Physically, it will make you sick. And you will probably die if you keep eating human. Why? Just because, I don't know, it's probably like... Prions. If you eat brains, yes. But doesn't that apply to most anything really i don't know i know what sam's talking about like you ever read the road by cormac mccarthy yeah like the cannibals and that all get the shakes really bad and everything else but like that's not you know a medical research book <laughs> well that, that's what i'm saying like but i, I mean, think it's real it is it though yeah cannibalism has negative health effects for human beings mm-hmm. that also uh, mad in, cow disease uh, is actually caused by cows eating other cows well but that's because of the prions that usually are in the brain because prions are just like folding proteins but you get that by eating, like, the brains, I thought. That's why I thought, just brains. But if you ate the rest of, like, if you didn't eat their brains, would you would you still be able to eat people? Uh, do, 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 do. I feel like you can. Without just, like, kind of not the brain? Yeah, just not the brain. Maybe, just because, I mean, there are cannibals, like, serial killer cannibals in history, and they seem to be... They seem to be pretty cool. Jeffrey Dahmer definitely turned out okay. Mm-hmm. But they don't eat enough human, like where it would, like you'd have to eat like nothing but almost, wouldn't you? That's what I'm. I mean, yeah. There is. Oh man, what is the thing that I'm thinking of? I want to say it's in Canterbury Tales where there's uh, a lady that doesn't have butt cheeks because they were in a place where they were like being held up and they they cut off the lady's butt cheeks and ate them. Dude, this article like, not very totally spells it out. It says, like although it seems that. wrong, the good news is consuming cooked human flesh is no more dangerous than eating the cooked flesh of other animals. <laughs> the good news? The same goes for the good news. The gospel. <laughs> the same goes for the majority of the human body. The health implications are similar to that of eating any large omnivore. However, there's one organ that should be avoided at all costs, the brain. There you have it. Huh. You heard it here first, folks. Go ahead and eat a person. Just avoid the brain. Don't eat the brain, but eat all the other person parts. Maybe don't eat people. Yeah, uh, VGAT, uh, no one at VGAT officially advocates eating people. Unless you have to. I don't avoid. I mean, (laughs) I officially say, eh. Whatever. We're not encouraging you to eat human flesh. <laughs> but we're not discouraging Who's you. Who's the person? <laughs> uh, I mean, 
because of graves, we are running out of land, portable land to use. So maybe this would free up something. Hmm. Should eat eat corpses? Well, you still got to bury the bones or do something with them. Was like, make furniture out of them. Crush them down for build, animal feed. Build, yeah. build homes with them. You just put them in your compost uh-huh. pile. So you're, you're eating the people to crush the bones to feed the animals to eat the animals? Oh, wow. Uh, How did we get here? Let's get back to Yasya and things that are happening in podcast land. Man, I almost want to eat someone now. <laughs> we could just order food. Yeah, because <laughs> this conversation is making me hungry. <laughs> Not for brain. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen is there anything else that you would like to do in the magical dreamland that is yasya while you have access to a couple of gods and kids and dogs and i think we're golden mm-hmm. any other business no nope. can't think of anything bid my yep bid my family farewell knowing that everyone's safe hope i see you again everyone bye so uh you're bringing larduna with you kolvik and Melvin, are you going to bring uh, starfish? starfish? Yep. All right. Assuming Gracie's okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's got other uh, you know kids and pets and knives to play with. Are the horses there? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm just curious. Lenny the dick is over there, just like mean mugging you. <laughs> are you taking me, you dick? Yep. You don't You're spaying hair. <laughs> Good. I didn't want to be ridden. <laughs> Thanks for asking about me, dick. I feel like we should bring horses. We should have brought horses last time. Why, we have a god just to... Snap her fingers. Scoot you around. But what's going to happen when we're there, though? I mean, are they going to still scoot us around to places, or...? I don't know. We should. We can ask. If you guys got to go to the mall or something. Yeah. What if I need, like, a new shirt? So, stop at the Arby's right on the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, Come on, Exude. When we're uh, done with this uh, place here with our business, how are we going to get back? Well, Exude's going to take you. Or do you mean back to here, or... Exude's going to say Exude's going to take you? Speaking of third person now? Should oh, well, I, well uh, I can can mix voices. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> 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 uh, I think he was asked. Yeah, he was asking Exude. I, I was asking Exude, <clears throat> how are we going to get back oh. once we're done with the asteroid? Oh, and just, she says, well, you know, just, just text. Hey, you guys got... The uh, you got the uh, the rocky talkies, the stones send uh, blah, sending stone, the rocky talkies. I like that. Can't remember who I'm stealing that from, but somebody had that in some other D and D podcast. They called it the rocky talkies. It was pretty great. <laughs> okay. All right. Any other questions? No questions. Speak now, or speak later. What's zero divided by zero? <laughs> <laughs> the universe splits in twain. <laughs> For just you thinking about the question in this place of power. So we're just going to kind of cold open this here, ironically. Um, It's hot. Dry and hot. After the southern cold of Periprio, this land is a sharp contrast. In the background, the meteorite itself hangs at the edge of your view. It stands nearly 50 feet tall, perhaps 80 feet in diameter. Its exterior is a mix of rocky and metallic, depending on how much has been chipped or mined or just eroded away in any particular spot. 
The city of Chaya, such as it is, sprawls out from it. There's an inner ring around the meteorite with no permanent structure in it, and you are... Episode 83 of Visit to Heaven was released on May 5th, 2019. You can count on finding more hot, hot adventuring next week on Vegan, 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 the very good adventuring team. Could you fuck it? That's the worst game show ever. <laughs> <laughs> Could you fucking... <laughs>